Computers are so powerful, they can put a man on the moon. But did you ever know that computers could put love in your heart? This week, we're talking about Pixar. <laughs> I loved it. You guys wanted wholesome. I gave you. That was good. That I don't think good, that was man. wholesome. That was I, I, I was expecting a Kayla Whisper to stop playing. <laughs> that was really good. I thank you. Thank I enjoyed you. it. I, you know what? I take the positive feedback where I can get it. Where, where's hey, the hey, saxophone? Where's the saxophone when you need it? I Jeez. wish I knew how to play sax just to be able to do Kyo's Whisper live. I wish I just knew how to play an instrument. That'd be kind back of awesome. Back to this. <laughs> We're back to this. Did we, we talked about this before? Yeah, and the, and the uh, musical episode. Ah. Did we? Coming full cir- We're coming full circle. Yeah, we mentioned how Chris wanted to have the whole... Um, production done during the podcast and he asked if anyone can either play instruments or sing and then we did, went into it uh classic tangent sounds about right i don't know i don't really remember it yeah how's hey, everybody, everybody doing I, I was about to do the intro tyler you cut me right off hey, come on tyler we got a setup going God. jesus <clears throat> hey everybody welcome to three two one binge i'm your host chris followed by my co-hosts Faison. hello and by the voice of Doug himself, Tyler. <laughs> I like this new bit, which is different every week. I, I had yeah. to think of it on the fly, and, and that was really the first thing that came to mind when I looked at you. Yeah, I, I, I like this. I like yeah, this. I like I, I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, and this week, if you guys haven't figured it out already, we're talking about the titans of the animation industry, uh, Pixar. And uh, to start us off, Faison. Uh Yeah, our first movie we're talking about is Soul, which was released like a week ago a week ago maybe christmas yeah christmas it it follows a middle school music teacher named joe gardner who like most teachers kind of hates his job hates his life those are strong (laughs) strong words very strong words that i don't think i agree with 100 percent. like a lot of teachers (laughs) i mean i agree with those words but i don't agree especially music teachers i i could also agree with those words but Basically, he's like, I don't know, 40-something, and he's looking to get his big breakthrough in jazz. It's never happened just yet. He's a jazz musician, yeah. And right as he gets it, he gets to uh, play with Dorothea Williams. And right as he gets the job, he walks out, has a heart attack, and dies. What? Does he... What movie did you watch, Faison? He fell down. Or he, 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 he fell down. down. Sorry. Open. Yeah. 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 Well, same that's, shit. I don't know, man. That's very really different. Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't and think then... you watched the movie. I think no, no, I did. Watched the trailers. No, no, no. I actually watched. Come on, man. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but basically, he uh, Guys, he ends up going into the great beyond. Yeah. And somehow, you know, f- sneaks his way into being one of the mentors. And is mentoring a loss, like a little. What are they called? Even uh, I call them a pre-soul, but I don't think. That's I think a real word for I don't think that's the term used. But like they're souls that haven't been born yet. So these mentors go in um, to try and find their passion, what they might like when they are alive. And once they do that, they can be born. They're sparks, so to speak. Yeah. So we follows twenty-two, who is a pre-soul, twenty-second soul ever. That has so, been. Yeah. Mentored by the likes of Gandhi and Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, that all just Jimmy, she just doesn't want to she just doesn't want to live life normally. Doesn't want to live a real life. Mood. And at the same time, Joe is also trying to get back to his body because he finally had that one breakthrough he needed. Yeah. And that's the gist of the movie. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's that that is the gist of the movie. Yeah, it's, really uh, existential for Pixar, even by Pixar stands- yeah, standards, like, where they're going now. Yeah, we 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 mean Tyler. Do you think Tyler. so though? I, I mean, yeah. yeah, Toy Story. I mean, they came four. out Inside Out. Yeah, well, but that director. same director. Yeah, he's kind of pushed forward these like. I mean, it's the same director as Up, who did Soul. Yeah, and okay. Inside Out, and I think he did another Monster one. Monsters Inc. He did Monsters Inc. So like, he's kind of in the the I'd say like the driving force of these types of like movies. Yeah, I would argue like he's kind of yeah. been pushing for like this this more heavy attitude towards like storytelling, which yeah. I really appreciate. Although Toy Story Four wasn't him, but that also had a more existential vibe. <sighs> Toy Story Four is a movie that I, I have mixed feelings on because it does it has a very interesting idea and like theme to it. But it has poor execution in a lot of places. That it's I, an, it holds it back. I think I think it's fine. It's an epilogue. It didn't need to be there, but I enjoyed it. I just hate that they butchered Woody and Buzz's relationship completely throughout that movie, and it's kind of nonetheless. You just, we just pretend to, it's Toy Story and it at Toy Story three. That's oh, what I, I like to do. I actually like the idea of Toy Story. So do I, but I, have, I feel I have like contrived to, feelings. Toy Story three was such a perfect send off. Yeah, which is why four is simply an epilogue. You like get to catch, not catch up. You get to see where they're at now. Yeah, yeah. Either way, Pixar's gotten fucking dark lately. It yeah. has. I'd Inside agree. Inside Out is is you know it has some darker moments to it towards the end. But it's still, uh, kids enjoy it and still like not put marketed toward kids only because every Pixar yeah. movie could be for anybody. But I mean, kids definitely very would kid focused would go to that compared to. Soul, which is what what happens after death. What do you do about with yeah. your life? What's the point I mean, of it all? Soul really just feels like an adult animation. Yeah. Like just because it was released by Pixar doesn't mean it's like a, a kid's movie, you know? No. It's funny. I also feel like um like you say it's like it feels like an adult animation. I agree with that actually a lot in, in a way. Like I mean like any like you said, any Pixar movie can be made for anyone. But uh soul more than anything else it's it's style of animation especially yep. like for like the world of like you know the actual living world it, it's very like people have these these very unique character designs and the world feels so so realistic like it's borderline photorealistic yeah cgi like there's scuffs on the walls in the bar there's there's dirt on the side of the subway you can see like the leaves in the trees moving uh it, it, everything feels kind of dirty and gritty and down to earth and real and it's it's really I think that kind of makes it feel almost more more like it's marketed towards adults. It doesn't have that cartoonish feeling to it. No, not at all. When he's in no. the real world. You can make the argument when he's in the afterlife, but even like parts even of the then, not really so cold. I don't like, think it's... like when he's staring into the white light. That's just such like a it's just such a non children's movie image. Yeah, of people yeah. going into the the great abyss. Every time one of the while he's in the afterlife, these beings called Jerry's are basically directing everybody and running the, the great, place the great before when the jerry great before there. right yeah so when he's there uh they keep mentioning it's like oh you're done it's like oh they think he's a mentor it's like oh you did your job time to go back to the like to the great beyond when they open the poster and it just is that music it gets me every time yeah. it's so funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd say that i'd say soul's a pretty funny movie as well like it has it has its good it has a, a fair bit of like just good bits like that's one uh, it has like a bunch of history jokes that I fucking love. You guys love the Nick's bit. Yeah, that Nick's bit's so so funny. Uh, yeah, I hate the Marie Antoinette joke more than anything I else <laughs> I should have the right to. Um, it has I gotta find I gotta find what the exact Nick's joke was because it was it was kind of cruel. Oh, uh, twenty two, the one the solo we mentioned before that he partners up with. 
she describes how she spent her time in the afterlife fucking with these lost souls, which are just roaming around. Well, it, it was with people in the zone. Yeah, the pe- oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Though she was fucking with people in the zone, which is basically when you get really into whatever you're doing or whatever activity you're doing, you're just not caring about anything else around you. You're just in the zone. So she's like, oh, I've been fucking with these guys for decades. And it yeah. cuts to a Knicks player going up for a dunk <laughs> and like completely missing. Uh, that was a great bet. Hey, but I mean, spoiler for the end of the movie, uh, 22 gets out. So, hey, maybe the Knicks can win. Maybe, maybe. one way to ruin the movie for possible. all the people who came to a podcast talking about the movie, Tyler. Yeah. What's way wrong with absolutely you? Absolutely butcher that for them. Ruin their experience. You bastard. We, we are they doing this? Um, yeah, yeah, I am. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know that uh, between the three of us here, there are actually surprisingly different opinions about this movie. So I think I'll just I'll start with mine. I really like this movie. I really like this movie. I also really like it. But saying that Pixar has so many amazing movies that even though saying this is great and is the best movie I've seen this year because nothing fucking came out this year. Yeah, I haven't seen very much this year, so it's kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah this but... is probably the best movie I I've seen this year. It's either yeah. this or Wonder Woman 1984. Oh boy, Ooh, Ooh, real tough competition be? there. Is it gonna be? It's the funniest movie I've seen this year. High praise for me. I don't know, man. Soul is pretty funny. I don't know. I haven't. I wasn't dying laughing the way Wonder Woman made me laugh. I mean, I was dying. There's a difference between comedic laughter and just laughing because you're in pain, Tyler. Wasn't in pain. I was just laughing because of stupidity. (laughs) I I don't. I think Tyler doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. No, Soul is one of the is the best movie I've seen this year. But even then, I think because I looked through Pixar's whole list of what they did, I think it could have. Be like top nine, top eight. It probably have it. You can probably argue it to, for it to go higher, but it's definitely in that range for me. I, I actually have the Pixar tier list up right now. Still, mm-hmm. uh, it is top five for me. Okay, well, we'll talk about the tier list at the end. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a multi-list episode. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, because I, I got... do, I do feel like it'd be good to see our rankings for Pixar movies. I mean, we already have three lists going on. The three lists with these three. Uh, movies and then the Pixar list and then um, a list of what this director's best is because he did are we, are we out of that? those four. I mean, that's easy to do. It's four movies compared. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's fair. And um, again, one of them we're going to be talking about anyway. That's also a fair point. Yeah, on you, but, however, yeah. did not like Soul, right? Yeah, my biggest problem with this movie is that the ending just felt like a bit of a cop out. You think? Yeah. Hmm. because he went through this whole journey throughout you know like trying to figure out his purpose his purpose right and i don't know i just always felt like hold on you you guys talk for a little bit let me think i gotta think of how to word this he's going through the movie he's desperately trying to get back to being alive because he thinks that once he gets this jazz position he would be yeah, he'll he be fulfilled. Be, but I, yeah. I just feel like him coming to terms with the fact that he should have been enjoying the little things in life instead of trying to be too focused on his one big goal. And the fact that he learns that like in the in the oh, what's it called? The the Great Beyond. Yeah. I felt that it could have just ended there with him going the just like fully dying. I think that him coming back to life kind of takes away from the overall message of the movie. 
see, I, 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 almost, we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> well, maybe I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but I, I almost agree with you phase on. And I kind of felt that way the first time I watched it because especially going into this movie, I knew very little, right? I just yeah. knew that he's going to die and he's going to go into like this afterlife. So in my head, I kind of pictured this movie as one part inside out one part, um, uh, um, a wonderful life and one part 12, 12 people I meet in heaven whatever that book is called I think Tyler you read it 12. someone I know has read that book I can't be making it up are you talking about seven pounds the Will Smith movie no no it's a book it's a book I got uh, nothing but keep going some, uh, hold on I just I gotta I actually gotta find this out because I'm gonna go fucking crazy all right while you look I like the ending because he does five people you meet in heaven okay that's the name of the book. Okay, let me, let me just get back on my, on my, on my, I'm back on the train of thought. I thought it was going to be a mix of that. So I thought he was going to die, right? He was going to die young. He was going to spend the movie trying to, pretty much refusing to accept that he was going to die. Yeah. And then it was kind of going to be like, it's a wonderful life thing where he's going to realize things in his life that did have value, these like small moments and stuff like that. Uh, he was eventually going to accept that he's passed away and he's going to go into the great beyond. That was, for some reason, the movie that I built up in my head before watching this. Yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a distinctly different movie than that with a completely different message. I would say that the movie I built in my head and this film are two massively Separate different things. things. Absolutely nowhere near one another. Okay. Um, so I definitely feel that the first time I watched it, a lot of those expectations I had um, kind of weighed on the film, especially in the film's second act when it takes a bit of a weird turn, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Um, and then also with the ending, where in my head... Uh, he should have died uh, on a second watch because I did watch this movie twice because I, I wanted to kind of I didn't know how I felt about it after the first time I wanted to kind of solidify it I think that the fact that he does live is kind of what sells the message of the movie uh, the uh, whole point is that like you know like basically the whole point of the movie is that um, he keeps thinking that he needs to find that he's trying to find the 22 spark right which is her yeah. passion her reason for living the thing to wake her up in the morning because that's how he feels about music because he thinks it's one thing. Yeah, he thinks it's this one thing that he was meant to do. This is his purpose in life. And the point of the movie, uh, as the kind of the, J- the Terry's, not the Terry's, the Jerry's tell him that, um, you know, humans, you guys and your purpose, you know, it's never about your purpose. It's just the thing that shows that you're ready to live. So what what matters about life is just living every second of it. There is no like thing that you need to obsess yourself with as, as your, your reason for living. Your reason for living just is to live. Because that goes back to like yeah. the Lost Souls thing. Because some of those people only got ups- became obsessed. Yeah. Like the one uh, stockbroker. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a thin line between like passion and obsession. Yeah. Like you see this guy in the Lost Souls area who was a gold like a treasure hunter type guy with like a, a metal detector, and he could hear him like kind of saying to himself, "Gotta find it, gotta find it," and he eventually turns into a lost soul, because there it is a very thin line between being passionate and, and really loving something. And just becoming absolutely uh, obsessed and, and controlled by something, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's a fair point to make in the movie. So I, yeah. I think that basically by by him not dying, it it is him learning the lesson. You know, like he spent his life um, ob- yeah, obsessed with music and obsessed with. I, I don't know. Back. It just feels very, very cliche to me for him to come back to life. I think that I don't if think he I agree didn't. I think if he didn't. Because he learns this lesson in the afterlife. So if he doesn't come back, what would be, be the point of learning it? He's going to yeah. be like, oh, I learned all this and now I can't there's do no, anything. There's no place with to it. apply it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's dead. <laughs> exactly. So then that's, that's kind of like a. But, but like, I, I don't know. The point just, is he can, he can live his life better now than he was before. Yeah. 
Because if he doesn't do that, then he's like, oh, I'm stuck. Like, I get, yeah, I guess and stuck here. It feels the... so cool to be on like the not single <laughs> side of the situation. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a weird episode. Yeah, Faison's the one with the hot takes today. Yeah, but I get, I like, I see. So I saw those comments that people would rather he remain dead. But I think the less, like, we get the lesson, but then that just makes Joe as a character lose in the end. And Which I think would have made the message a little more impactful. I don't know how much I agree with that. Because you find this one person who's had this single, like, obsession, as you're saying, and it literally ruins his life. But and there is no second chance. Faison really wanted to depress the children. But it didn't ruin It's not his a kid's life. movie, bro. <laughs> but it didn't exactly ruin his life either. I mean, it, but he wasn't happy with his life. Yeah, like, he, I mean, he does say that line in the film to his mother when he, he speaks to his mother. He says, um, I just worry that if I died today that my life would amount to nothing. But he's saying that line still with the perspective that music is his purpose and that he has always been meant to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's saying that line under this point of view, which by the end of the movie he realizes isn't is wrong, because by up until that point in the movie he's still incorrect. Like that's the point. He's still wrong at that point. So like I would argue that maybe ruined his life is a strong way of putting it, but he certainly not appreciate it. Because by the end of the movie he looks like he he has this scene before he um he like helps twenty two escape or he helps twenty two come to life I should say where he uh, he kind of like looks back at all these moments of his life and he kind of he sees the value of them. Oh, so that's like his life. Yeah. Where he, when he's playing the piano. No, like I, I was about to say that scene, uh, you see those moments at the beginning of the movie and it becomes across as, oh, he's sad. He's lonely. He's alone eating in a diner. He sees yeah. other moments. But the, they show those same moments in the scene you're talking about. And it's no, he's not sad. He's enjoying a. This, a pie in a diner in, in on Christmas or in the winter or something. Yeah. It's yeah. about like it's like the appreciation of those moments is important. So like his life wasn't ruined or wasted. He just didn't know to appreciate it. Yeah. And I think getting the second lease on life is basically giving him the opportunity to appreciate the things he would never have because he had become so obsessed with music. Much yeah, like I guess. Like similar to a wonderful like, life. I can see where you're from. Yeah. I mean that's that's I mean, yeah, it still I think does have similarities to a wonderful life, even if like kind of taken to a different angle. I thought it was gonna go a lot heavier into that. Um, comparison for some reason I don't know why I had that dumb I had that expectation I have no idea why I thought that also I want to point out I like how every time it's wonderful life gets brought up the whole summary and the thing that gets paired is the last 30 minutes it's a good last 30 minutes though I know but it's still funny it's like oh you want to see the movie where an angel comes down and helps me it's like sure it's like yeah that's the ending the whole movie is his life good ending it's it's a very good movie like it's an it's an absolute classic that film do you describe Um, but it's like describing a a sixth sense with that ending. Are you worried to spoil the ending of Sixth Sense? Why did you, <laughs> I, I dance, don't know. Around, why did you dance around the movie that came out in the 90s? Or I don't know. It's, it doesn't matter. But I'm like, you get the point. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It is, it is an interesting point to cover it that way. Yeah. Um, either way, I do think that it, it, is, it is good that he did not die at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm, same. I will also say that between everything that we watched here this week, uh, this is the thing that hit the strongest for me. In several notes and i'll probably end up explaining more of that as we talk about uh the third movie on this list up because i think there's a lot of comparisons yeah. for me to bring up there um i do want to hear I'll, I'll leave it at that and i'll, okay. I'll bring it back up when we get there just so that you know it's a little organized give you guys something yeah. to, to, to wait for but chris you had negatives about the 
I did. I did have one major negative. Um, and this was definitely something that I felt most strongly when I first watched it. And it kind of, the edges kind of smooth though. I, I feel like that's for all things. Like the more that you either watch something or the more time between things, the edges that kind of upset you about a piece of work kind of tend to even off. Yeah. They're not as, as, as poignant. Yeah. Like and maybe on case, a second watch, I'd be okay with the ending. Who knows? It, it is always hard to say. I like to watch movies multiple times, even movies that I don't necessarily like the first time. Yeah. Just in case. And like sometimes after a second watch, I can certainly say I did not like this movie. There are certain movies that no matter how many times I've seen them, nope, opinion can't change. But Team there America? are times that I felt, huh, uh, God, I'm not giving that one a fucking second chance. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Damon. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, but yeah, there is a choice in the middle of this movie where basically um, 22 and it's Joe, right? Yep. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. 22 and Joe, they end up coming back to Earth, but 22 is possessing Joe's body and Joe is possessing the body of a cat which leads to a fucking hilarious cutaway where they ask what happened to the soul of the cat as you see <laughs> yeah, the yeah, soul that, on that the railway to the abyss. <laughs> fucking killed That was so me. funny. Oh, I love that. That was absolutely... <laughs> Just that little stupid cat sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... It's so funny. It's so funny. Just it's, like a shocked look. <laughs> it's it's just not understanding. It's looking into yeah. the face of God and it's just... <laughs> like, how did I get here? Oh, and that joke kills me. But what, yeah, what did he do? He did nothing and he's dead. He did nothing to get this. But um, yeah, so that in part, I think I didn't like that part because um, again- but like, it, Do you mean the a, actual, uh, like the actual, actual soul switching? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, yeah I didn't Joe's like that at all either. So when I first watched it, I definitely did not like it. I think in part because, again, I had this expectation for the film it didn't meet at all. And in my head, him coming back to life at all, let alone being this cat, was this weird deviation that didn't really work for me. And even on a second watch, I do think it is probably one of the weaker parts of the movie, but I do see its value. I think the whole point of that plot was the show that 20 like show for 22 that like life is worth living because you can enjoy the it small is. things like that, that was the whole point of it. I, I think don't that think they could have done point, it though. better. I think it also provides Joe with an outsider perspective. Yeah. His own life, well, that, that lets too. him appreciate things and lets him do things he wouldn't otherwise, like talking to his barber and speaking to his mother, free, frankly, about his life choices. Yeah, I, I think this, it could have been yeah. done better. I think it could have probably been done better. I think on the second watch, I definitely enjoyed it more with that purpose of it's it's, it's trying to give yeah. him an outsider perspective on his own life. Uh, I do think, and this is something that I don't, I might have mentioned before. Uh, Disney has a like a, a trend of uh, turning people into animals in their movies. Yeah, they do. They mm. do. And like, like, I you know, know what it is, is though. It's like it, it, kids enjoy that shit. Well, here's so here's the thing. There's actually a larger discussion about this because usually it's it's almost always like a person of color gets turned into an animal. So Brother Bear, Emperor's New Groove, Princess Prince and the, the Frog. Frog, this one. There's a there's a much larger wow. discussion about with yeah, it's it's a pretty common trend. Um it is, however, a very like it's like an ancient story trope. Like fuck like genuinely fucking ancient. Like there's a lot of Inuit legends about people turning into seals, or um there's a lot of there's a lot of like myths and legends about people turning into animals. Uh, I think there's even yeah. some like Greek stories about like someone turning into a stag. It, it's it's a very common stroke. Every like ancient culture. There's there's yeah. some kind of story. Yeah, it is worth noting that like this is like a bit of a weird trend that Disney always tends to do it to like their person of color. And then like like Princess and the Frog is like the first black princess, right? Like that yeah. was really famous for that. She's a frog for like nine tenths of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that I know was a point of contention against the film, among other things. I think I've talked a bit about my thoughts on that movie in the past mm. um, in our Disney episode. But I think it's, it's something worth bringing up here because I know there's a very important discussion about that. So. Uh, I'm not the person to probably talk about that. I didn't have a problem with Emperor's New Groove personally because yeah. Goose can turn into a llama. Then again, hmm. we had Paka there. So, 
you know. I think the same thing could kind of be said for Solo because when I saw the trailer, I I was I understood what people was upset about because yeah, I yeah, thought I he was gonna, I thought he was just gonna be the soul greenish body the whole movie. So yeah, but when he returns. For, for the most part, he's more of a human than the soul for most of the movie, I would say. Or maybe half and half. Well, he's a cat. Well, okay. Like his, his, his actual body, body his, his is human there. human body is there. Yeah, you still Occupied see Occupied by it. Tina Fey. Yeah. Um, which, which I know by the way, some... people are very upset about that, and I don't know why. See, they, found are... they found well, her I mean, annoying. They found her annoying. No, no. I mean, I've seen a lot of, it's. this is a white savior film. She's not I saving him. I don't think I'd call it a white savior film. I do know that there are people who kind of were upset that, like, it's like, or at least maybe if not upset, at least that it rubbed them the wrong way. That like, you kind of just—it's it, not really a black person. <sighs> that might be a weird way to put it. I know that there are people upset with this, and it's a larger. Discussion, but the thing but... is, right? Like, she's not a real person. Yeah, she's not even a person yet. I mean, yeah. Just that's... because she's—it's voiced by Tina Fey doesn't mean it's Tina Fey. Well, you gotta. She look can at... also no wait. She can change her voice too. She does okay. a scene. That's okay. Here's here's what here's the thing though. Like that is like saying that you know you guys ever see Transformers too. The yeah. Michael Bay one or Michael Bay, yeah, the Michael Bay one. Okay. Yeah. You remember the the two Kia cards who yes. were basically stereotypical black people? Yeah. Like that was what they were based tropes off. Technically speaking, you can say, well, they get their voices from listening to the radio. Like that's what the text says. But there's always a meta text when it comes to analyzing a film that needs to also be taken into consideration. That's equally important. Like, sure, technically speaking, these robots could just get that because they analyze radio waves to design their voices. That's what Transformers do. But there's kind of a larger thing being said about Michael Bay directly turning these two characters into massive stereotypes. Right. And but, that is a bigger discussion. But, in itself but how would you connect that to this? I don't think well, that the applies meta text says that the meta text says that 22 can transform her voice into anything because she's not a pre-made soul. That's what the text says. The, yeah. the meta text says that it's just a white chick because it is. But she, she said she chose that voice to be annoying. That's the, that's the text, not the meta text. Hmm. Two distinctly different things. So I can understand the upsetness about it. Uh, I personally haven't read too heavily into the argument about it because I've been busy watching these movies. Um, but I do know of it and I kind of understand why people are upset. Um, I don't, I think that that's not as like for me, that's not like, I think that this overall, like this trope of turning him into an animal and even arguably bring not, not, not necessarily bringing back to life, but this whole trope of having them like having their soul switched. Yeah. It's not necessary at all for the movie. Yeah, Whereas, I don't like, think if so. you take like a movie like brother bear, where like a person turns you into an animal. It is important for the character and the narrative and the theme, and it works well. Here, if anything, I think it bogs it down. So I still have a problem with this scene, uh, regardless. It, yeah, you know, I, mean, I do have a problem with the, with the scene. Yeah. I have a with problem the cat with the scene, whole, you mean? The whole, the whole yeah. cat thing, yeah. I think that no matter how you crunch it, it's it's unnecessary and bogs the movie down. If you wanted to do like an, an out-of-soul perspective, you could have honestly kept him as his soul shape, like on the shoulder. He didn't need to be a physical cat. Like, it's just weird and clunky, and it's not a great device. It's overall messy. And I think it kind of bogs that chunk of the movie down, despite the fact that it's doing really interesting stuff at the same time. Yeah. See, like, when it when the scene happened, I immediately knew that that was the scene you were talking about. Yeah, I texted you that it makes a weird choice in the, in the second act. Yeah, so when that happened, I'm like, oh, okay. One, I wish we would have just stayed in the afterlife because I like to learn about that shit. That was the movie I had in my, my head, yeah. But, okay, as it continued, and it was like, oh, he's 22's Joe now. She's learning how, how to live through him, and he's learning his life through that. I'm like, okay, it's it, it works along. It, it hit a bumpy road. It's smoothed yeah. out. It doesn't, like, it, yeah, the movie kind of takes a hit, but it's not like a 
drop off completely. Yeah, that's that's more or less my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. That even though it, I think it's clunky and, and it bogs it down, it's still doing really good, sh- like fucking crazy good shit with its characters at the same time. Speaking of characters, I do love the 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 hippie, whatever his name was. Oh yeah, um, moonshine, moonshine man. Came in riding, listening to Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, the hippies are surprisingly fun. I thought that they were gonna end up coming off as like just too stupid for my tastes, like just a really dumb decision. But no, actually, no, they they were just. Fun. I thought they fit really well. Yeah, they did. I agree. I I was surprised by how much that fact that I didn't hate them. Um, they ended up being really fun. I mean, I also just like I like a lot of the interactions between characters in this movie. Like you have um David Diggs character, Paul. Uh, yeah, he's in the movie for literally three seconds. <laughs> he's in the movie for three seconds, but like he has. But you know really... his voice. Oh, yeah. yeah, immediately. But like he has like some really great interactions with like twenty two. And then also with Joe, and then also with Terry, who is the accountant who is trying to get uh, Joe's soul into the afterlife. Honestly, the I void. think he has the funniest uh, moment for me, and it comes in the back end. No, it comes in the back end, like very close to the end. Oh, oh, you mean when they uh, when they figure out how to make sure that uh, Joe gets yeah. another chance? Tyler, do you want to want to cover that bit because it's fucking great? Yeah. So the end of the movie is Joe. Um, saves 22 for becoming a lost soul because she gets really depressed and immediately thinks that she's like worthless and stuff like that. So Joe saves her and she's allowed to be born. And as a reward, the the Terry's say that you can have a second chance. And he asks about, wait, what about the account? He knows that I'm not supposed to be alive. And they're like, oh, we have a plan for that. And instead of anything convoluted, anything complicated, he one of the Terry's <laughs> simply goes up to him and says, uh, hey Joe, hey look at it. What? What's that? What? Were you, were, were you talking? I don't, I don't even know. Were you talking? And then he moved the count to make it to make it correct. But just him asking, what, were you even talking? Was the funniest thing yeah. to me. This is a real. This is not only a funny movie. I think like I think because like we said, this director's done a bunch of stuff. Um, I think it's just a really funny director. Like because this movie, yeah, up, up is really funny. Monsters Incorporated, really funny. I don't remember Inside Out that well, but um, mm, yeah, probably, I, probably it, really it funny. It had some funny points. I can't remember. I have to rewatch that one. It, but, oh, wait, Inside no, Out's a little more serious. No, it is soul? serious. No, nothing so, nothing so. Oh, but okay. it is serious. There is funny moments. I remember like near the end of Inside Out, they had the moment where they zoomed in on everybody else's emotions. So you see how they're thinking. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think it, the dad just all had mustaches on and they yeah, were yeah. like... This director it was does comedy funny. really well. I yeah, mean, he, he he hits a really good balance of like emotional core and really funny moments. Mm. And I think this movie ultimately hits a, a really good balance of a lot of things. Uh, I know that Tyler, you tweeted out that like you weren't sure if kids would like this movie. I really don't think they would. I I'm also kind of curious. Although I don't know how, I don't know how I'd feel as a movie. I feel like this was a movie that I'm glad I watched right now because I think this is when it hits me the best. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if I was a child if I would be in the right place to watch this movie. I think I'm I'm just aimless enough right now that this is the movie I was uh, I should watch. Yeah. As Apparently, a child, I would not have enjoyed this. I think, according to Reddit thread, like that question was asked, mm-hmm. and as I went through it, a bunch of parents were saying, "Yeah, my uh, two kids, like young kids, enjoyed it. They may not have like got it, but they still enjoyed it." Some said, "Oh, they really got it. Their grandpa." recently passed so they really connected it and actually started asking about death and shit so well, that's uh, actually maybe it would see and I, then, I didn't and I didn't then you really got some people growing up yeah and then you got like, some people say just like they were not with it so uh chris is a ghost in his room no i just i could have sounded like a gunshot um i don't know in a few hours chris is an angry ghost in his room <laughs> um but uh 
What the fuck was I going to say? I like this movie. I think it's a really good movie. I think it uh, has a really interesting message to it. I think it's the most heavy, ha- the most heavy thing that Pixar's ever done. And uh, I, I think it's, I think it's just really interesting to me. I find this movie. I mean, really yeah, I think it's good. I really, I, did, I, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I think, but yeah, I, I do think I enjoyed it the most out of the three of us here. I do, I do kind of want to go over, I guess, like some of the best scenes of the movie that aren't straight comedy. Like one, he has like a, there's two stick that come to mind for me as being kind of like best scenes in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Of those, one of them is uh, when he first talks to his mother, or when he talks to his mother. Uh, when he comes with twenty two, yeah. yeah, with twenty two in his body, uh, I just think that scene's fucking fantastic. Like it the, is the, the switch from twenty two's voice to his is is absolutely perfect. And, the uh, voice acting in general between Tina Fey and Jamie Fox throughout is amazing. Yeah, I mean, performances in this are fantastic, and I, I think that's that whole sequence is is very emotional and very very poignant, and I really really enjoy it. Um, and my personal favorite scene in the movie has to be, it comes in the tail end. It's like the climax of the film. Uh, 22 ends up back in the, in the before life. Yep. And she ends up becoming an, a lost soul, uh, pretty much believing that she'll never be good enough to live. And uh, it pretty much takes Joe coming to her and showing her that like pretty much the value in life is living to, to break her from that. Yep. And yep. I think that's easily my favorite scene. That, that I love that scene a lot, actually. That scene's fucking fantastic. Both, both those scenes. I, the whole movie, I still think, is great. Obviously, those two scenes Stand are the... Yeah, those, those are probably the two biggest standout scenes. Yeah. Another scene I also really liked is when Joe and 22 are looking through Joe's memories. Ooh, yeah. That's oh, the end one? one you, like and, the one we said before with the pie? Well, I think uh, the first one. When the, the first the scene, in like, the very beginning. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's good too. I, really like I mean, also the one with um, where he's like playing piano when he goes into zone and he's like yeah. getting into all those memories that he had that were, were actually so important. Um, I think that's another fantastic scene. I think it's yeah. a really great one. I think this movie the, has a lot of great, great moments in it. Honestly, the jazz, yeah. the jazz scenes, like my dad pointed out, reminds me a lot. Well, reminded him and then me of like La La Land because of Ryan Gosling's character. I also got La La Land vibes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it's because we watched La La Land so recently. Only yeah, it definitely ago. is. Well, I. <laughs> I think because I, I also got La La Land vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say something specifically for the jazz scene. The use of lighting in this movie is is kind of fucking insane. Well, by yeah. like the yeah. use of lighting in general is ridiculous. Yeah, like and especially like in that scene, like you can literally see the light reflecting off the sweat beads on his head as yeah. he's playing the piano. It's like this is a level of like, okay, I'm gonna go. This is gonna tie into actually our next thing we're gonna talk about pretty pretty fairly. So I just want to say like, if you look at history through Pixar throughout the years, right, and starting with let's say their first Pixar short. Uh, Andre and the Bee, um, um, and it's like it's literally like a Looney Tunes type CGI Pixar short that yeah. is basically a tech demo to show that CGI animation is possible, um, and it's so basic and so simple, and like you just kind of watch that as it develops over the course of all these movies, and you get to like I want to say kind of Toy Story four where you start getting close to that like you're getting to the photo the photo realistic. Like the photorealistic stuff like especially the rain scene in toy story 4 everyone talks about that that's yep. gorgeous back then pixar back in the day couldn't even animate water yeah um and then I, you get to this and this feels like the next evolution of photorealism. i mean look, i think it, you can even go before up, that you, you continue with what you're saying tyler oh uh, sorry uh, i was gonna say before the toy story 4 scene uh, even some of the shorts before yeah, piper. that piper's a really big one that was yeah. very very close um, I still think Soul is like it's it's something like it's a level all its own in terms of detail. The backgrounds, the the setting, like the, the facial sub- features and the ev- way every character looks different. It's so insanely detailed to the point that like it, it's one of those in terms of like animation itself. I think it's one of those movies that is one of the best 
It's one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Not to I say agree. it's one of my favorite animated movies, but that it's is the best in terms in terms of quality of animation, it seems to be is one of the best. Yes. Like normally like the only movies that I really enjoy, like that I felt were so strongly about in their animation have been like super stylized, like Spider-Verse. Yeah. Which might be my favorite animated movie of all time. Um, because it's like super stylized, it takes a lot from comics, it takes a lot from all of these different mediums to make it really unique. Whereas Soul instead just tries to be as real and, and down to earth as possible and succeeds. Yeah. And I mean, also, it literally like, in, looks in the like the street in New York. Yeah, it literally looks like New York. And and even like in the afterlife, it's also super stylized at the same time. There's the scene where where Joe's falling down into the like the before life, the great before. And like he he's like be kind of almost like breaking apart almost like he's like in multiple instances of himself mm. and is all of like this white on black light all this colors and explode it, it's it's gorgeous and it's stylized and, and this whole movie uh is visually fantastic yeah any points you guys want to make no i think you about covered everything right there <laughs> yeah no the animation <laughs> the animation is amazing and seeing uh seeing the animation now after watching uh all of the pixar shorts Starting from Andre and the Wallaby, like seeing where they started from um, to now is ridiculous. Yeah. And I guess, uh, Faison, do you have any closing points or? No, I think on that note, you could take it away. On that note, I'll be talking about our second category, which is uh, by far the weirdest category we've done for an episode. Not even close. <laughs> for, for our, well, for our second movie, it is every Pixar animated theatrical short. Sure, it was a weird choice, but we'd had weirder weirder options before i think i think this is our this is our first the weirdest one that we put in down we do have an episode planned out that is all scripts that were unused but oh i'm just talking about weird as in like the whole puppet category was just weird at weird well no no, this is like weird as in different yeah this is like against the grain of the like like puppet was still it was still like a movie or an like an episode or whatever our second category is instead every single theatrical animated short uh, I should say, for disclosure, this does not include anything that wasn't produced by Pixar or anything that's not part of the Spark Shorts program, except for Burrow, because that somehow was both. And I don't really know how that works. So I didn't bother thinking about it. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're going to start off with, like I already mentioned, Andre and the Bee, the first ever Pixar theatrical short. Um, it is literally a tech demo. And yeah. it is also literally Looney Tunes. You can the first like three uh, tech demos, really. Yeah. They're tech demos for different things. Like this yeah. one is just like straight up the ability to animate. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny in how simple it is. Like yep. the bee It's is also like crazy how shapes. far it's come from that. I, yeah. I think that one of my favorite things about watching all these shorts was just watching animation evolve. Yeah. Starting with this and then going to like the most recent ones. It's just it just feels kind of ridiculous to me. Just how different it is. Yeah. And then after Andre was Luxo? Luxo Jr. Yeah, Luxo Jr. Uh, which is the origin story for Pixar's blinking light lamp guy. The lamp, kills yep. the yeah, eye. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, another tech demo. I think this was like a but tech also demo good. specifically. Also, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It also looked, I thought, a lot better than I, the first one. I yeah. think this was a tech demo in terms of lighting, because like you know they're lamps, so they literally yeah. have lights at their head. So I think this was meant to be a tech demo in terms of like emulating realistic lighting, because every time they move, the light has to obviously move accordingly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of what they were going for in terms of capabilities. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it looks surprisingly good. It, this one is like, especially out of the older ones, this one's actually aged well. Yeah, it, it, like it looks, like obviously it still looks dated, but not as dated as, you know, Andre and the Bee. I also want to say, I think it's a really good little bit of like 
not necessarily character writing, but the fact that you kind of you get the dynamic between like Papa Lamp and Child Lamp immediately. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of like, you know, as, as the dad, as the parent lamp, like looks at you and kind of shakes its head, you completely understand like the emotion, I guess, between them. Yeah. But, but being, it's a lamp. Like... It's, a, it's a lamp with no emotional features. And this is a three minute short. And yet I understand them. Like you understand the disappointment, the le- the, the little lamp feels from popping the ball. Yeah. <laughs> when he just like, trying to flip it over, it's like, no, it's the sun. It's not, it's not how it works. Like, I don't know if this is like, I don't think the term for this would be good writing, but it's got really good but, but like, writing. And, and then that pure terror when the beach ball comes rolling. Yeah, in. like the shock, like, oh God. Like how I don't know how they did it, but this short I don't know, some somehow they put emotion fantastic. into lamps. La- yeah, lamps in three minutes with no dialogues and no facial features and no like humanized, like no anatomy. Yeah, no no whatsoever. body language really like just like just like the, the like two joints, the joint at the neck and the joint in like the back. That's all they have. And like the swivel of like the leg piece, and yet it's surprisingly good. Yeah, like yeah, a, a favorite of the oldies. And the next one, oh god, yeah, Red's Dream is a nightmare. It's a bit of a downer. It's I, I do want to give it a point. It is oddly moody. Like it has like a bit of like smooth jazz playing. You hear, I like, like the openings. Yeah, I like, I like the, the opening, opening ten closing. Yeah. Um, it also Red's has... Dream is the uh, unicycle, right? Unicycle, yeah. Yeah, it's the okay. sad unicycle who just wants to be bought. With yeah. a buy a disturbed clown by the most fucking terrifying clown i've ever seen oh my god they could not render human faces yet it would take them a good amount of time before they could render a fucking human because that clown was disgusting it looks like mr potato head it it i I don't saw mr potato head with that face it's just fucking scary (laughs) yeah i mean like the the facial features I mean, yeah, yeah. The head is like a diamond, though. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, they only had like four shapes to work with here. Do you know what was scarier though? The baby. The baby and tin and tin toy. Baby and tin toy. Let's go to tin toy. Tin toy is literally uh, Toy Story 1.0. Yep. And um, it features a baby that is somehow more scary than the clown. At least the clown had makeup. The baby is just actually. Baby simultaneously looked like he was two and eighty at the same time. (laughs) It's so fucking gross. I, I I was so sorry for that toy. I'm like, run, 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 bail, like whatever you're doing. Like, he looks like an old man, but is still a baby. This was a horror short. This was Sid. Yeah. This that's why like all the kids is... are afraid. That's why all the toys are afraid. Honestly, that's probably baby Sid. This God, it's it's kind it of looks funny. like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of funny just how hard it was to animate a, a person's face. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story One, like ago. they they didn't they only use like. Uh, what's it called? Andy's Andy. face. Andy's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't. The they didn't even have the mom show the face. No, but when you see, like, when Woody's looking through the keyhole at the, it's either the end or the beginning. But whenever the kids are like having a party, you see the friends there, and it's just Andy's face. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just it, it's really a testament to how limited they were by their tech at the time, um, especially when you compare like that Toy Story to Toy Story Four, and you look at just the detail in the human faces. It's kind of crazy how much how much the technology has really evolved. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that note, so yeah, we got we two uh, nightmares. Yeah, we got two absolute fucking nightmare fuel, just un unready, not rendered, just ugh. And then we got knickknack, which and, uh, which is un- also slightly nightmarey. Phase I don't know, man. The, sn- the snowman, no, the snowman freaks me out a little bit. I just like how the snowman had an acme inside his inside a snow globe because he got a bunch of explosives. He got the drill. I, I, I thought the whole short itself was pretty fun. I like. I just didn't like song. the uh, the big eye, little eye thing he had going on there. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what? You didn't like the Tom York look? Nope. <laughs> Did not like it one bit. 
I really like the little jingle they were playing. The whole, oh, okay, the whole yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I like that. It was fun. It was fun. And you know, Snowman, Snowman just wanted to get some. That's all he was trying to do. Yeah, he was so just, horny. He was. You know what so sucks horny. though, man? He, I don't think he ever realized he was gonna melt out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's made of plastic. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? He uh, didn't. He, if he didn't blow up of dynamite, I think he's fine. He's probably gonna live. Yeah, worst comes to worst. Um, on that note, I think we get to actually talk about the first like great one in me and Tyler's opinion. Uh, yeah, Jerry's game. Yeah. Oh, uh, before you get to that, I just want to say Tin Toy was Pixar's first uh, uh, Oscar win because they, yeah, was it the first guy? Yeah, because they didn't have an uh, animated, uh, animated uh, Oscar yet. So, like, it won for what? Short film? Yeah. Interesting. Tin, uh, Tin Toy did. Okay. It's really interesting. Yeah. Jerry's game is, is really good. Yeah. Play Before Bugs Live. Play Before Bugs Life, another one where you get a lot of character despite no dialogue. I mean, here it's a person, so you get like facial expressions and laughter yeah. and laughter and um, gasping and gas and and faking your own death. Yeah, faking a heart attack like it was yeah. nothing. Um, Even though he's playing himself. Yeah, this yeah. one is literally just a man playing chess with himself, and it's so good because you really kind of lose yourself in that that illusion of like it's not just this guy playing chess with himself. Yeah, it it, it they do a good job of show, like show making it seem like it's two people. I love it because like the way they did it was like the first like the first time you see him properly go across the side like he walks and plays the other player and then he does it again but then they make a little cut and then the cut like gets closer and closer to not, to like basically just being when he's sitting down to the point that now you're it's just showing like each person on their own. It's not showing him get up from the chair yeah. or it's not showing him sit down or move. It's, it's only showing the players. So it really starts to feel like it's just these two old dudes playing at the park. And he's, um, he's really enjoying his time. He's really enjoying his time. He's, he's you know, <laughs> evil, evil Jerry is just um, absolutely whooping his ass Yep. <laughs> until, until good Jerry fakes his own death in order to turn the tides of battle and get the win and earn his dentures back from himself. I like how the evil Jerry doesn't even realize that he has a completely different board. They're completely different pieces. Jerry, there is a mental institution a couple blocks away from this park that is desperately looking for its patient that has run away. <laughs> and it's also close enough so he can uh, clean Woody in Toy Story 2. He, he can, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, like, they almost certainly use the same model and just, like, texture no, it, it is up a little bit. It is the same model. Okay. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's, like... Uh, Pixar confirmed that yes, that is Jerry. That's fun. That's fun. You know, when he's not fixing toys, he just likes to play chess with himself. He doesn't like. The... I'm not going to make that joke. Um... Yeah, don't. Moving <laughs> yeah. on. For um, the birds. <laughs> I did not like for the birds. I, That's okay. I thought it was just a little meh. Another. I, I get the point, but another yeah. Oscar winner along with Jerry's game. I, I'm I'm like in between. You know, I'm not like right with Faison. Like I don't hate it or anything. I don't not like it. Uh, the birds are little evil bastards. So yep. it's kind of it's just kind of cathartic to see them get their shit kicked in. Yeah, yeah. the big bird is basically the bird from Up, but yeah, you know, basically a couple, it's prototype big bird from Up. Yeah, um, I like it. It's fun. fun. It's it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's funny ones that the the small birds realize they're screwed. It's fun, but I think like especially after Jerry's game, which is both fun and clever, uh, it, it, you kind of start to realize that they can do a lot more with the shorts. It's really simple. Yeah, it's really simple. They don't do. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it. The next one though. It also didn't help that I watched this one like towards the end. Mm. Oh, you didn't watch them in order? No, I mean I watched them in whatever order Disney Plus had them in. Oh, that's fucking weird. Disney Plus yeah. ha has some terrible features that could be easily fixed. That's 
That's, yeah, that's got to be a very. This is why I was ranting about the shorts before. This, this is why I was sense. ranting about Disney Plus's layout before we got in here. Hmm. Because you can't look like if you go to Disney Plus, right? It'll um, it'll just like show you the Pixar shorts, but it won't show them in any order. And you have to like just scroll, like not scroll, but keep hitting on the right, like to go to go a couple down instead of seeing all of them on one page. It's that's definitely suboptimal, and it's kind of unfortunate you watched this this way. I feel like they're best watched, oldest yeah. and newest. Yeah, like the first one I watched was Burrow. Oh well, I mean, I think I start with your expectations low. Speaking of Burrow, well, we're not on Burrow, are we? We're on Bounding. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I Burrow is Burrow, Burrow's at the end. That's I'm a good one. I, so many. I, I no, I heard. I saw like I heard like the B sound, and my brain immediately filled in Bounding. Burrow is actually really good. Bounding is not. I don't even remember what Bounding was about. The Jackal. sheep. Oh, the oh, sheep. Whatever oh, whatever it is. God, I don't dude. know what it is. Dude, the naked sheep was disgusting. <laughs> it's they. They're still taking their time getting. Fixing it's the first Pixar one with dialogue, and it's not good. Yeah, not at it's, all. It's my least favorite of the shorts. Yeah, no. A pretty large margin. I don't think there's anything worth saying about this one, honestly. No, no, there isn't. Um, we can move on. One man band, top ten anime battles of all time. Yeah, uh, I liked it I, a lot. This is fun. This is a fun one. It's a fun one. I wasn't. I, yeah. I didn't love it. It's fun. It's just fun. It, I, I think this one's a bit more fun than for the birds. Uh, just because yeah. it starts to get really wacky and zany, and you know, it's like fuck it. If you're animated, just go all the way with it. Although, did anyone else get a Shrek vibe from it? You know what? I suddenly need to check something. Kind was of John yeah. Lasseter in, in, involved in this at all? Because John Lasseter was a member uh, who was part of Disney, and eventually he would be kicked off, and he would create um, pre- uh, DreamWorks Animation. Yeah, and he would basically spend the rest of his life fucking with Disney by taking their properties and making movies before they could. Um, so I kind of wonder if he was involved in this at all, because you know what, Tyler, this is 2005. So when was, cause I mean like the, I mean 19, like the... 1986. So no, no, I'm sorry. No, not even close. No, no, hold on. I'm, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. Just the whole, like 1994, the way, still not even close. The yeah, way they looked, the way they moved and just the whole back and forth between them seemed very Shrek-like. Yeah. You know Dream I, can, works like. I can see it. I can see it. I didn't think about it before, but I do believe you are right. Um, the next one is Lifted, which involves uh, attempted alien abduction. Yeah, that this was, was played. Wait, is that is the guy who's abducting the guy from Ratatouille? Because this played before Ratatouille. It yeah. looks like fucking Remy. I it's think like, so. It's Remy's Louis, half Louis. No, no, not the rat. The, the... I'm sorry. Yeah, Linguini. Yeah. You're both wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I think because this was played before Ratatouille. Yeah, Remy's I think it was. Spaghetti. He just ended up in the middle of an open field. I like this one a lot because it felt like it actually had substance. It's yeah. fun. I think it's like there was a sudden jump in quality between yeah. One Man Band and this one, like animation-wise. If this one yep. felt like much larger. I do want to say the this, only thing this... I can think about... No, phase on you first. Okay, this really felt like a... Uh, you know, when you're like you're in class, yeah, you have this like end-of-the-year group project, and you haven't really been doing much, Yeah, and you're up there presenting... And the teachers are just looking over your shoulder, and you're just fucking up everything. You know that's fair. That's a good. That's a good summary of this experience. That's what it felt like. It's funny for me when watching this. All I could think about, and I, I made sure not to text Tyler this. He's looking at me because he knows what I'm going to say. I made sure not to text you this because all I could think about was you taking your driving exam, Tyler. <laughs> was you trying over hey, and which over time? Again. <laughs> 
That's all I could think about. And I'm watching this and I'm like, I, I had it open. I had you open. I was going to message you. And I'm like, no, no, this waits. This waits. The, you the, mean like the, moment the, the you first said time it. you took it or the second time? <laughs> the moment you were, said. Is it four? Five. Went okay, to the DMV five times. Five, it's went, fine. No, no, it's no, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> took it four. Took it four. Went there five times. They didn't let me take it one time. So. <laughs> <laughs> like twice in the same week we can't do that sorry yeah the moment you said it reminded me of i'm like oh i'm waiting for it yeah i'm waiting for uh, it that's sorry, all Tyler. i could think about it, it also got surprisingly wholesome at the end though you know what it was sweet until they, though i'm pretty they, they, sure he crashed after that and yeah. also spaghetti did die <laughs> i'm calling yeah. spaghetti because he's a half brother mcgween because you at the end you actually hear him fall and yeah yell. yeah so he definitely is dead yeah but he did um, get a little wholesome, and then he fucked yeah, it up before again. Yeah, the murder. <laughs> uh, presto. It's fun. It's fun. It's, fun. It's, 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 it's a super psychotic cat. Uh, uh, rabbit. Um, rabbit. It's Looney Tunes. It's Looney Tunes with an evil rabbit. Um, well, but it's really so fun. Bugs. It's Looney Tunes. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's another fun one. I don't think it's, like, crazy good, but I really like the animation and the energy to it. It's just a good, it's a good time. It's a good, good yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, partly cloudy. <laughs> this abuse? is just like Stockholm syndrome in a nutshell. <laughs> Straight up abuse, Stockholm syndrome. I think it's kind of cute and wholesome. I think it's kind of cute yeah. and wholesome. Well, what's it's the message here? The message is, you know, stay what? with your abuser. Uh, look, I don't think the thundercloud, the thundercloud can help it. I Granted, think the thundercloud got... is trying to be nice, but what he thinks that is what he thinks is nice isn't actually nice. <laughs> But I get that he's making like shit that should be in the world anyway. He has to. I, I really yeah. think it's he has no choice. You know. He just got stuck with all the terrible like, things. Like and Thunder I think Guy the bird is a understands nice guy. it. Yeah, Th- Thundercloud guy seems to be a nice guy. You know, he like every time he sees Bird in pain, he's not happy about it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, my job is to make little baby alligators and porcupines and giant sharks, and they're gonna fuck with you. And I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they both just got. Really bad luck with what yeah. they were doing. Oh, that poor bird. He looks so tired. He just. But he didn't seem to mind out. really. Well, even when he got the he helmet, got, he got scared. <laughs> even when he got he he got the uh, football equipment, then the cloud gives him an electric eel, so the equipment yeah. does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Better than the great white shark he was gonna throw at him. Yeah, that thing. He pulled that out. He's like, no, hell no, no, no. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm not ready. God. Phrasing Tyler, for both um, of you, you said whip it out too, both of us. Anyways, uh, our next one is day and night. One of my favorites. Yeah, I, agree. I think it's just super unique. It's it's truly the most like it's just such a unique concept. Yeah, like using like the um, like it, there is it's, it's all CGI, but a lot of it is kind of like two D animated in terms of like the models of day at night. Yeah, it's like it's proper. It's traditional. But then everything inside them is the CGI, like, like you know, traditional yeah. Pixar, where it's and it's like if they sh- I, I love it. I absolutely love this one. I think it's, it's really, really unique. well done. Yeah, super unique concept, super well done. A, a wholesome message, you know, when they're listening to the radio tower. Yeah. You know, a wholesome message at the end. They hug. It becomes sunset. They switch. Um, night, night gets to gawk at women, and day gets to go to the casino. Yeah, it was, it's, well, I mean, it was really. He doesn't, cool. he doesn't wholesome, go wholesome. to. He just dances with the music and the sound of money. Uh, money hitting each other yeah but it was, it was really cool i really like this one this is a, a personal favorite for me not yeah. my favorite but a personal favorite mm-hmm. uh, La Luna. so if it's a personal favorite 
How is it not your favorite? What? A, a personal favorite just means it's one of my favorites. Okay. That's how I use it. You, you just worded that weird. You're like, it's a personal favorite, but not but my not favorite. But not my favorite. Okay, I should clarify. First, yeah. when I say, listen, for, for future reference, this is the only time I'm ever going to clarify this for anyone. So if you skip this episode, that's your own fault. Um, when I say personal favorite, I just mean one of my favorites. Yeah, but why don't you just say it's one of my favorites? Because I like the word personal favorite, Tafazan. You know, I like it. <laughs> it right. rolls off the tongue Look at real you nice. using big words. What do you think? You're cool? <laughs> Nerd. It turns people into thinking I'm educated. <laughs> Um, true la luna um italian grunting yeah and it's... three generations of moon cleaners and super mario galaxy and super mario galaxy it's wholesome and it's cute yeah i thought it was really funny when uh he's holding up like the broom against the dad's mustache and then the, uh, the, mop, the, mop, the brush yeah. and then the yeah. mop or broom or whatever it is against the, the granddad's beard yeah that yeah, was just it's... a real little like funny cute scene yeah it's a, it's a nice one it's nice it's nice uh, Blue Umbrella is one really of the best good. ones. This might, yeah, this is my favorite. I think this is my favorite. I, I really like Blue Umbrella. Like, I'm, there's some really good ones still coming up. Yeah, Blue Umbrella is an absolute gem. Yep, I might agree with you. I'm still trying. No, no, yeah, no, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's crazy how it hits like that photorealism so early on. Yep, mm. like it's like this, everything looks really fucking good for this short. Like everything looks like almost soul levels of good yep and it's kind of yep. crazy that this came out so many years earlier so like they've kind of been workshopping this tech for a bit uh they also managed to give a lot of kind of human properties and emotions to all of these things that don't have it like mailboxes and sewer gutters and air like um manholes, manholes and all this yeah. stuff yeah uh, it's just really unique it's, it's actually a kind of charming love story as well really cute music this this one yeah. this one's the whole package. This is one of yeah, this is my it's favorite. got about everything in there. It's got everything yeah. and it does everything really, really, really well. Even the I really like this one. Even this one has music in it, and it's just that one simple uh it's not a tone, it's someone singing, but it's not like any yeah. words. Yeah, it's uh I there's a word for that that I don't know. But it has that and it's really good. Yeah. Blue umbrella, really good one. Yeah. Lava though. It People looks don't nice. like this one. People don't like this one. I think it's okay. I, I mean, that's I pretty much all really my like thoughts it. for it. Like, I, I think the only things I, the only real thing I have to say is that the design of the main volcano is based off of, um, oh God, you know what? Here, we're going to try this. I'm, gonna, I'm worried. Um, it's, it seems to me to be based off of a real life singer named, um, his first name is Israel, Israel, and his last name is a traditional Hawaiian last name, uh, which I don't honestly think i can attempt to pronounce it i i do you want (laughs) is that a challenge chris's eyes widened and he knew he was in trouble (laughs) close enough i can't even know i'm not looking i think that was actually rather close um he's a he's a he's a famous oh no it's uh, a there's a vivo in there somewhere i I don't see any v's i'm looking i'm looking at the wikipedia pronunciation really oh man yeah. Okay. I was just trying off. Of, I've never actually heard his name said. I've only heard some of his music. Uh, his cover of "Over the Over the Rainbow" is the best version of "Over the Rainbow," and that's a fact. Um, and if you kind of look at him, he he definitely see he was he like we actually we said this before for the 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 modern Disney episode that he was kind of a design inspiration for Maui in Moana, mm-hmm. and he also seems to be a design inspiration for the volcano in lava. Um, he sadly passed away um, some time ago. He, you know, he's he's a, he was a great singer. His music's really good, and that's just something I think is uh, kind of worth noting here. Yep. As a little interesting 
potentially true tidbit. I have no evidence for this. This is just what I think. Yeah. That's pretty uh, much all what this podcast is. The the actual short itself, I just, I don't know. I didn't think it was that interesting. I think it's just okay. I remember yeah. watching it in theaters and liking it more then, probably because I was younger. And then yeah. I watch it now and it's only, it, it's okay. Pretty much my same thoughts. Um, what's after that, actually? Oh, Sanjay's Super Team. I, I kind of liked it, actually, to be honest. It's. Uh, I, I think it's a, like a deeply personal story. Yeah, it is. It, 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 is. it is. And I, I think that shows. And it's actually because I had no expectations going into this. The poster does not look very good. No, it doesn't. On, on the Pixar website. So I, I the poster looks not very good at all. So I did not think it was going to be very good. I thought it was just some like tech shit for an Indian yeah. person. Um, but actually, it actually is, is quite wholesome, quite heartfelt, uh, quite cute. And has some pretty fun action animation. Not yeah. the best action animation, but pretty fun action animation. Yeah. It's... I think they could have honestly done a bit more with it in that, but I, I really like the color use, uh, like all the neon. Um, I like the kind of like the, what's, what's the word for like, not a parallel. I was the opposite of a parallel. Perpendicular? No, not, not, not mathematically, <laughs> Tyler. Thematically. Like, it's not Convergence? that they no no not 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 that they 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 parallel one another as much as they oppose one another. Yeah, sure. uh, juxtaposition. Yeah, I like yeah. the juxtaposition between the imagination of the kid and his like him just with his dad. Yeah, like so something super bright, super colorful, super energetic, and something so much more still and simple. I enjoy. Yeah, it. I think it's, it's. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It, it's fun. It's funny that they paired this with Good Dinosaur, and nobody saw Good Dinosaur. So Dinosaur isn't very good. That too. I it's still haven't seen mediocre. it. Yeah, I've seen it once or twice. I actually don't remember, but uh, it wasn't a great experience either way. I know people compared it to a tech demo. Sanji's? I... No, no, good, oh, di- good no, dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, no, that's fair. That that's definitely more fair. I guess that's kind of where you start seeing that photorealism come in a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't. I, I guess they just didn't have a plot for it, but they made the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just okay. Um, next we have Piper, which. Is truly Beautiful. a tech demo of, of if ever there could be one. It's crazy gorgeous. I thought it was a li- like the uh, the beginning was literally uh, just like f- actual photo like film, like it, in the wild. It, it's honestly, yeah, a little, almost like it could take you. It could really it could trick you. Like like not not the whole beginning, like the first like two three yeah, seconds. No, I, I get what you mean. Like at, at a glance, you might just think this is a bird. Yeah. Um. Again, it's kind of crazy just how good CGI gets. In, yep. in in terms of like fully animated films, I mean, like if you want to be technical, like fully animated films, you could also count the Lion King remake, in which case we can, in fact, yes, go. Can we though? It's, I mean, it's not a good movie. Can we just not count it? But the tech, but the, the tech, tech that is. Although that. you know, I'm gonna say people were like super. T- we're talking about the tech in Lion King, right? Jungle Book came out earlier and is really good. Yeah, it's the best yeah. Disney live action remake, and it has almost exactly the same tech. Go watch Jungle Book instead. Yeah, good. That was Jungle Book is a lot better, actually. To this discussion, but Jungle, I mean, I'm sorry, but listen, how many chances can you get Christopher Walken to sing I Want to Be Like You <laughs> as a giant only orange? One. Only one, damn it. But you can have it forever with Disney Plus, only $9.99 a month if you subscribe using our, our link below. Which we don't, we don't have. have. That would be, that would be what link great, below? But... We're not on anything. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. So, Lou. Well, I do. I do want to t- touch on. Oh yeah, sorry. Like Piper <laughs> a little more, I guess. I I like the overall just like story in it too. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, cute little cute little story about a bird. 
It was a little yeah. heart wrenching. Poor bird had PTSD from water. <laughs> yeah. I love the cutaway. I love the hard cutaway, like when he gets splashed in the water to him shaking. shaking. I yeah. remember seeing this one in theaters, and I remember uh, everyone getting a good laugh at that cutaway. Mm. Which I don't think there's really been any of these shorts where people truly would laugh from. Um, uh, like Presto has night. funny bits. Day and night had night? some. F- Day and night had the funny one because he's just when he sees the girl in the bikini so it's not like a big laugh but you get some chuckles yeah that's fair i do think this is the largest yeah all right we can move on now yeah uh lou another a a real sleeper hit for me i knew nothing about this one yeah i agree it was paired with cars 3 which is why nobody saw it why why nobody saw it that explains so much cars 3 also not very good um i don't like cars 3 at all um you like any of the cars i like the first cars well enough that might and be nostalgia it. talking, but the I first mean, cars is fun. It, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's this actually this is actually better than Cars Three. Uh, it's about a sentient lost and found box that yep. uh, finds a bully and kind of says, "If you, I have your favorite toy you lost years ago, and if you don't give back all these toys to these kids, I ain't gonna give it to you." And the bully, you know, he gives around, gives back all these toys, and at the end, uh, he basically there's no longer anything in the lost and found. Yeah. So there is no Lou, you know, anymore. Yep. Uh, and that, that was an oddly sad, melancholic moment. Like, I mean, he does really see ex- also the his his dog just left in the box. Yeah, his teddy bear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's just such a a melancholic moment where like he kind of grew to really enjoy giving this stuff away to the yeah. kids and being friends with Lou. And then Lou's gone, but then also at the same time, Lou is everywhere because. But that's Lou how he becomes all these kids. He just ends up becoming a bully again. To bring you back, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. At the Why same are time... you so cruel, Faison? You want to <laughs> kill Joe? You want Blue, this guy to become a bully again? What is wrong with you today? But how funny would that be? Why are you mean? Uh, somebody's got to be mean in this episode. I think. Oh God, yeah. We can't be all up. <laughs> we can't all be good people today. Uh... So bow. Uh. That was a really that was good. a really good one. They, but, it was awarded for something, right? But it won, yeah, and yeah, it won the Oscar. And which other one won the Oscar? There was one before that. Oh, Piper. Piper, Piper won the Oscar as well. But uh, yeah, no, Bow, Bow. Everyone knows. Yeah, Bow's as... like the most famous one at this point. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Bow. I've seen Bow before. I, I hadn't seen yeah. it, but I, I've seen the discussion about it. Yeah, because I mean, like, it takes a hard. Le- First of all, it's weird. The whole yeah. premise is that this uh, mom is cooking dumplings, and one becomes alive. Yep. Right. The, the mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. It one becomes alive, and then she's basically treating it as a child. And as time goes on, the dumpling obviously grows up. So you see him have like a mustache or like a goatee or something. He gets a girlfriend, and then he wants to he wants to leave the house. The mom's not wanting that because she's still attached and everything. Yep. And then he and then she eats him. Yeah. It. It was. <laughs> That's why everyone talks about it because it's a hard left turn. It's a hard fucking left turn. I I kind of I like suddenly shot up. I shot up. I remember yeah. gasping in the theater. Jesus, no, it caught me completely fucking off guard. Incredible, uh, yeah, it was Incredibles too. Oh, yeah, gasping in the oh, theaters. Then I'm surprised people actually saw that one because Incredibles two also a bad movie. Well, it's I, a bad no, movie. No, 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 no. I'm saying like people would see it because it's a sequel. At that point, they're gonna see it. They're not gonna hear that it's bad. I guess that's fair. Incredibles yeah. 2 is a really bad movie, though. I just want yeah. that to be known, and I'll die on that hill. Yeah, well, before, uh, called? One thing I really liked about this one was it felt very, very realistic. Oh, we should say, after she eats him, 
uh, you know, she's laying in her bed crying, and her son, her real, real son, son, who looks exactly like the dumpling, comes in and, and attempts to reconcile with her. Yeah. So it's all, it's all an allegory. Is that the way yes. for this? Yeah. Like it's all an allegory. Uh, it's really, really sad. But like how terrified she was when uh, she found out her son was dating a white girl. <laughs> it's a real thing, dude. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a story to unpack in that one. There's a... <laughs> There's not for a... this episode. Not for this episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make a. We'll make the multicultural one day. Yeah, we'll make a multicultural episode. And we'll get Faze on to talk about this. But like, a, like the the fury, like the, the horror she had is like very, very common in a lot of Asian and Indian families. Interesting. Okay. I mean, when yeah, you end up yeah. dating somebody outside of your culture. Yeah, I mean, I think just even like the idea of like, like the, the, at the like if you were to like try and break this down to like its most bear a sense of like reconciling with a family member after leaving in any way yeah. or even like a like a mother kind of like becoming so attached to her child as her that she can't let her child move on uh, i think that's just something that might be really emotional for a lot of people i think yep. it's just i think it's also just a really great short it's really stylistic visually it looks like nothing else that pixar's really done in terms of character design everyone looks kind of cubic and and almost like like a, car- like a caricature like a type of thing you get like at the beach or like central park or something you know yeah yeah i, yeah, I can see I, that i'm not sure if i'm crazy or not feeling that way but yeah i feel like it's really interesting and unique i really like it i really I I like it. Really, yeah but about uh, about another personal favorite as i like to say yeah it is great i don't love it as much as most people it is still great obviously but it's i i have other favorites that's fair that's fair i really enjoy this one um and our final one is the theatrical short that did not show theatrically in theaters because of the ongoing global pandemic, uh, Burrow. But before we get to Burrow, I want to say one thing. Burrow is also parts of the is also part of the Spark Shorts initiative, which was like an animation initiative by Pixar to create a whole bunch of short films. Um, and like I said earlier, I wasn't sure even if it would count here, but it is listed on the Pixar website as one of their theatrical shorts, so I counted it. Uh, but we are not talking about any of the other short Spark Shorts at all today. I do yeah. kind of want to throw them in another time, but uh, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it's really paired good. with this. It's very Bur- good. Burrow is two D animation, which was yep. I think the most shocking thing to me. It was not the traditional three D animated uh, methods used by Pixar. It's purely two D, mm-hmm. and it's fucking adorable. It is. It is so fucking cute. It's so goddamn cute. I love it. It's, it's really, really good. I absolutely yeah. love how, I love the art style of this so much. It's like a children's book. I mean, it feels like there's so much world building and like mm-hmm. character, like every characterization is... in, in literally just five minutes. I love this one. This one's so wholesome and sweet and adorable. Yeah. Kind of I... reminds me of Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I love that movie. So, you know what? It does actually, now that I think about it, remind me of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's Fantastic Mr. Fox with a child, like a ch- children's book art style animated. Yeah. And I could genuinely watch a series of shorts um, of this world of like just animals in this community doing shit. Yep. I could totally watch. I would happily watch a series of shorts of this that released like on Disney plus every so often. Like, please. I, I would love this. <laughs> I genuinely. Yeah. I, I really, really life. like this. This. Short. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun one for me. Yeah. Um, so if you guys had to pick one. Say, if, well, I was going to say we could do our, our, our three to one binge of just the shorts. We could. So what's your three? What would you say is your third favorite of these shorts? 
Oh, well, oh, hold on. Give me a minute. Yeah, scroll My through. Scroll through. Yeah, I, I'm dropping you on this with no time to think because this I'm a chaotic human being for some reason. Uh, I think Piper. My third might be uh, Lou. Might be. I think I'm going with Lou. I think I'm going with Bao. Oh, God, okay. it's actually hard. Ah, no, I... no, I'm not. I'm going with Jerry's game. Jerry's game is my number Jerry's two. Jerry's game? Okay. Yep. Number two? Bow. Uh, oh, did I fuck this up already? I might have fucked this up already. <laughs> you know what? It's not Lou for third. Jerry's game third. Okay. Then day and night. Okay. Oh, day and night. Fuck, I forgot about day and night. See, right? You, you okay, no, at day, it. day and night three, and then burrow two. What's your guys' okay. one now that we re-ramped our list again? Uh, burrow. Okay. Umbrella. Tyler. Umbrella for me as well. Oh, I didn't put umbrella in there. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we come in with even less prep than usual. Oh no! Why'd you put us on the spot like this? Uh, See, I that's know. why I I'm switched just, mine. I'm just a bad person. This, <laughs> but it's <laughs> tough because I really, really like Piper, and it feels weird not to put a top three. It it is weird. Like it's surprising how good some of these shorts are. Like some of them are like either okay, some of them are even kind of like below average. But bounding is bad. Bounding is bad. Surprisingly, so Lava. many of these. I think Lava is just above <laughs> bad and below medium. <laughs> it's uh, bad. But a lot of these are actually really good. Yeah. Um, that is actually kind of hard to pick a top three. But that's the list. Thank you guys for watching. No, no, uh, wait. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Tyler, if Tyler, you will... You want to intro us into the final one? Take it away. Yes. We have 2009's Up, which features the saddest opening 10 minutes in movie history. You know, uh, that's before we get to that... Actually, I feel like, I feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's a little more than 10. You can extend it to even 15 to 20 minutes, too. But before we get to that, the overall point of the movie is that this old man, Carl Fredrickson, all he wants to do is live his life, the remainder of his life, in Paradise Falls, which is where his now past wife always imagined of uh, traveling to one day. Yep. yep. It's been their dream since they were kids. Yeah. yeah since they but, literally met. Yeah, but things got in the way. Every time they tried to raise money to go on this trip, a uh, tree went crashed into the house. The car broke down. Something more or less happened, and they never got to. Yeah, and then she. Uh, and then we talk about the first ten minutes. Yeah, first ten minutes. You know, I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna drop some really hot takes on this one. The first. Okay. Well, first ten, minutes, first ten minutes have never made me cry. I was fucking bawling my. Eyes first ten out, minutes bro. get me. Like I've got in my. I got my eyes a little watery this time. But I remember watching it in theaters. I did not cry at all. Every time I've watched it since, I've not cried. And this time, I also did not cry. I've never cried during this. See, this was my first time watching it. Mm, that's fair. My so first like... time watching it didn't didn't hit me that hard. Well, when, okay, when, yeah. when was the first time you watched it? I was in 2009. Yeah, yeah, probably. I watched it in theaters. I was yeah. This is 12-ish, 13-ish. I don't know. I was a yeah. kid. See, when I was a kid, I didn't even realize that she had a miscarriage. So I don't know how people could miss that one. There's a as a kid, in the back as a kid, I as don't kid. know how children can miss that one. We're children. We're not that stupid. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't I, think. I, I, I mean, twelve-year-old you, Chris. I don't think. Yes, twelve-year-old me caught the miscarriage. Okay, you, you you stood up in the theater. I, I was talking about the not that stupid thing, but that's okay. <laughs> oh no, twelve-year-old me was a fucking idiot, but <laughs> he caught the miscarriage. I don't know, but I, like I, for kids, you you could probably jump over that. It's still sad, yeah. Like like it's still deeply sad just to see the whole life of Ellie from kids and then their marriage, getting the house, being together, and how she just ties 
his tie every day and then after she's gone you just he just wears a bow tie because he can't tie it i mean yeah i the thing is it, i also life feel like minutes. for me like sad stories that are animated hit a lot harder oh yeah i can agree with that so this was also again my first time watching this movie you and it, and it and killed I was you genuinely crying wow really killed you and i haven't cried in a long time wow yeah okay there was a part like throughout the whole movie there's multiple parts where the first time to, to 20 minutes are the saddest there's still sad scenes throughout there's another scene later when he's looking through his scrapbook that ellie made with him without well, sad yeah i remember like that one was like i was tearing up and my dad walked in to ask me something I'm like oh wait give me a minute give me a minute <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. I'm, I'm a heartless bastard. I didn't tear up for that scene. Like, I was like sad for that scene, but I don't think I really teared up. I don't know. I was because I think I saw it. It's the first time Carl like tears up in the movie, and you actually see him begin to lose it. It's funny. I think the scene that I actually teared up a little bit more, like, not not properly cried or anything, you know, but I uh, got eyes watery for was uh, the Ellie badge scene at the end. Oh yeah, that got gives, me too. Gives the the, the purple soda cap cap to. Uh, uh, to Russell. Had to, oh, not Kevin. That's the bird. Russell. Russell had to check my notes and I got it wrong. Uh, um, he gives it to Russell. Uh, I think that scene got me a little bit more. I have I have a weird I have weird feelings with Up. I don't like it as much as many other people like it. I like it. You know, I like this movie. I like it a lot. I don't think I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a movie that, as I keep coming back to it and as I get older, I think I will end up liking more. Because I remember the first yeah, time I watched I it in theaters. The first that. time I watched it in theaters as a kid, I did not care for it very much. And then I, I began watching it more and more. And you know, even now watching it again after a couple of years, uh, I did enjoy it more than I have in the past. I still did not necessarily love this movie. I think that again, as I continue, is it to because get older, you don't have like a like a legitimate connection to it? Is that I don't know. I don't think? really know what it is. I think that this movie, like I I hear this movie like it breaks people's hearts, and it's like I've never cried during that opening scene. Something about it has not yet hit me in the way it's hitting other people. I don't know quite why, but there's something about it that's not hitting me in the same way that hits other people. Whereas if I were to talk about Soul, because uh, I told you guys I wanted to make a couple comparisons. I kind of can't remember what my initial point was <laughs> there. But... <laughs> I should have wrote that down. Uh, if any of you guys can remember, let me know. But No, you well, didn't I, mention anything. You didn't mention All it. You, you just was, said it. This is something I want to bring up. You know what I said about I that? Have some, no, you were like, I have something I want to bring up when we get there. Okay, let's pretend it's this. Uh, until like, Maybe this is it for all I know. Um, there were scenes like the scene with, uh, with, with Joe and his mother. And that is a scene that actually got me to tear up proper. And the scene with 22 in the, in the Lost Souls area, right? Yeah. When, when they bring her back. That's another scene that actually got me like, actually like watered up a little like actually properly to, to, to cry a bit um and it's so weird when i then i watched up i watched up like the next day and i had nowhere near as intense an emotional reaction it's, to this movie it's weird though because i'm the opposite mm-hmm. yeah i i didn't really like tear up at all watching soul like at, at any scene uh, some parts made me choke up i guess but it wasn't as bad as anything in up See, yeah, I just find that super interesting. It is. I don't. I don't know, I don't know the reason why. I don't know the reason why. I cannot say <laughs> why Up does not seem to connect with me on the same level that Soul does. Like I think maybe, I guess Soul's message is something that I find a bit more important. 
like for up is yeah. all about being able to let go of someone like that right like in the end yeah being able to let go of the past he has to let go of the house in order to to save um Russell. Well, his no his possessions he keeps his possessions well you know he loses the house too well he loses the house because he it, it okay yeah, no, he, really, he, literally, he, he, he literally let go yeah, yeah he, he, he doesn't go. know that his house landed yeah in the exact location he, he had he to let go to. of it you know yeah. like that's the whole premise of that movie whereas soul is more about like you don't need to necessarily be uh in a, a like an ultra extraordinary person to be worth living and all this stuff yeah. Or you don't need to have uh, a passion or direction because life is just worth living to live it. And I think maybe that's just something that connects with me a lot more than letting go with people, which is not something that I necessarily, I guess, struggle to comprehend. Whereas Understandable. Soul's message is a bit more, I guess, personally complex and difficult mm-hmm. to get our head around. So I find it more compelling. Yeah. Um, then again, I also t- I tend to really like Pixar's movies about death. Uh, Coco is my personal favorite Pixar movie. Agreed. Um, and you could talk, you make an argument about um, wait, Toy Story, huh? Faison? Yeah, I love Coco. Coco is fucking gold. Is gold. Coco is probably my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, it's one of my mm. favorite animated films. Period. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's some. There's. It's just. I just find it so weird that people can have such like different emotional reactions to different movies in different ways. It's just. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. Like, art's subjective. How everyone is gonna attach to something is different. I think I find it especially interesting in your case, Faison, because this is the first time you ever watched it. Yeah, um, and I definitely didn't. I didn't know that, so this is actually really interesting to like, kind of get like a completely fresh perspective on it. Did you know about the opening or no? I, I knew that the first twenty minutes were sad, but like I didn't know really anything about <laughs> the movie. But you didn't know it was gonna punch you until your heart was dying. Yeah, this was like me watching Manchester by the Sea on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you still need to see that. I still need to see that, but I, yeah, 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 I do. I know. I like Chris, if you're ever in in the need for it, like I think Manchester by the Sea will make you cry. Okay, if I'm ever if I'm ever holding in my emotions for too long, yeah, uh, this is a great relief. <laughs> I'll mark it down. I mean, I'll I'll put it I'll put it up on the list. Put it on the list somewhere. God, I really no, hope it is. It's I, in there. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay, it's in a there. yeah, yeah, it's in there. I I really hope that was the thing I wanted to bring up because now I like I think it was, but I'm just not too sure. Um, you know, hopefully it was. We're gonna we're gonna pretend it is for now, unless unless something hits me. Sure, um, but. Yeah, I, I still like Up, even though I yeah. don't have such a strong emotional reaction to it as Soul. Yeah, okay. I like the villain a lot too. The villain the is fun. He's fucking crazy. Interesting, because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Sh- Does any other Pixar movie have a gun? Uh, you could argue that Zerg's blaster. No, 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 no like gun? no, like a straight up like a gun, gun. shotgun. Yeah, um, or a rifle, whatever it was. I think we see a gun in Coco. You see the scar that I think he. We see a gun in the background. In one of the movies that Ernesto de la Cruz plays on. Yeah. I think I so. don't okay. Hmm. But I'm talking like where the main villain uses a gun on the uh heroes, I guess. Is there, is there a gun in Ratatouille? Oh, there's guns in cars too. Well, that's a spy movie. They're fucking cars, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> I it is a gun. I <laughs> I have filled the requirements. Yeah. But like yeah, I don't think we've seen a Pixar movie where the main villain Actively tries to murder somebody. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Bugs Life. Uh, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Bugs Life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bugs, Bugs Life, Life is yeah. a movie about the working class attacking the bourgeoisie, yep. and the the, and the, cr- the the cricket actually tries to choke Flick to death okay. before being okay. eaten by a bird. Okay. Yeah. Bugs true. Life is fucking great. Bugs Life. You know what's crazy? I watched society. that in in first grade. <laughs> the bird scene fucked with me a bit as a kid. 
Like, oh, yeah, I think that was a good idea to move. Getting him Ian? Oh, yeah. yeah, but who thought that was a good idea to show that movie to a bunch of like six-year-olds? This movie's literally the working class rising up against yeah. the bourgeoisie. Like, it's I just thought it was the communist cool revolution it's because so they were talking bugs. It's a great movie. I think a bit of an underrated Pixar gem too. Yeah, I agree. It is. Yeah, even though I don't think I would have it that high to begin with. It's actually not in my top five. I don't think it's in my top ten. It's in my top ten. But it's not in my top five. We're gonna actually say our tops in a little bit. Uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to touch on and up? Uh, well, Doug there's... is fun. Kevin is fun. Doug, uh, yeah, yeah, Doug the talking dog is very fun. Uh, the humor in it is great throughout. Same I... director again as Soul, who does yeah. humor. I mean the one. It's early on, but when Russell is first stuck on the house and he's trying to figure out how to get him off. He has the one idea of just lowering down slowly yeah. and then he <laughs> that, goes. That that laugh, that's actually the hardest laugh I had during any any Pixar film. Oh, that oh, moment's that amazing. Was funny. His it face is just me. his face is just, oh shit, I murdered somebody. And he's like, yeah, no, I can't I can't murder a kid. The quick cutaway. Again, like this guy uses cutaways really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like that's kind of the what like now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of the technique used the most here. And it's fucking good. It 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 works. I love it. Yeah. Um the what music else? got a award you said tyler right it won best score that year i don't think it's the best pixar score i don't think it's even in the top five you mentioned yours before like you mentioned incredibles yeah so i i think coco has the best score of any pixar film that's 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 period for me like that's it Sure, that's yeah. No, sure. It's that, a musical, so even they. they no, no, not play. even that. Like you can debate between the two. I'm not gonna be upset about picking Coco over it. Um, yeah. I would say I like Soul's music more. I like both the use of jazz and I like the music of the afterlife significantly more. The score, the one I remember from Soul specifically was when he's first riding the elevator or moving platform up to the Great Beyond. Mm-hmm. That score by Trent Reznor and Ross Atticus is so good. I think that the whole score of Soul is fantastic, personally. I love the jazz. I love that that bit of Soul when he's in the, the afterlife and everything. Also, um, every time the poster like, comes up and just that music. Yeah, the music kicks yeah. in immediately. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, I even love the world of like the music of the, the great before. I think it has great music to it. It's a lot more cheerful, but I find it to be just really good. And, and, and I, I don't know. I think it all captures a very good spirit. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I also think Ratatouille has one of the best scores in Pixar. Not just the I thought one of, yeah. where the woman's singing, but also the one whenever the rats are running. I love that bit. Yeah, I thought uh, I think of it that has too. great music overall. Um, I love Toy Story. Toy Story's franchise music is kind of fantastic. Yeah, we just consider the whole thing as one. But, yeah, consider it as one. It's all great. Incredibles it has like super bombastic music and it's very unique, but it's really fucking good. Like it is a great. I mean, soundtrack. I always felt like the first Incredibles was just the masterpiece in general. It's it's fantastic. It is, it is in my top five Pixar movies. I quite like that first Incredibles. Film. Is it? It's I'm I'm like trying to think of a top five. It's so hard. It's hard. I have, I have a, a top list, eight. I have a tier list open just for this. I'd recommend get yours open because I'm gonna ask you for your top five in a couple. You of bastard. I'm a bastard. Um, do you actually do you want to do rankings first before we do top five, or do we want to do top five? Nah, both. Either doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm good either way. I will say Monsters Incorporated is another one with a really good score, but I think that up would beat Monsters Incorporated. But I do think it's a bit closer. Yeah. So. The, all the ones you did mention were the ones I did think you were going to mention. Yeah. I would say that, yeah, you can make the argument. You can make the argument for a lot of them. I, I still think like Coco, I'm not Coco. I think Up is the best one because I do like the movie way more than you. So that's fair. I think Up has like one song that everyone knows, but I could not for the life of me remember another. It's the song montage one. It's in the first 10. It's in the first 10 minutes. It's yeah, that one. It's the one that's most, I guess, emotionally connected to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. for me, I can't remember any song but that. 
Yeah, I can't really remember any songs that about at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I also have like a lot of Pixar hot takes apparently, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, this has been a hot take episode for a lot of us, truly. Well, Actually, for Fizz on. And yeah, Fizz on me. Tyler's the only one here who's going with the flow. Uh, has it really been hot takes? I, I feel like they have I think been Soul was a bit of a hot take. I think your take was hotter before we got on the podcast. Yeah, because the, the more you guys talked about it, the more and more I was starting to come around to it. Okay. I guess that's fair. That's fair. I mean, a lot of this podcast is literally us trying to convince each other. Right, because it, it was it was just me sitting with my thoughts, and I was just like, you know, ah, I, I missed some things, you know? That's fair. Um, I think, though, that's kind of all we really have to say for up. Yeah, let's so, do... Um, let's, I, say, I say Pixar top five first. No, because that gives away the three, two, one. Yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay, you guys... Okay, three. Well, I mean... That's a short, so unless for me it's a short, unless you guys want to put something over. Well, I say that we each pick. I said, I, uh, I mentioned umbrella. this outside the podcast, yeah. Umbrella, we're umbrella. Our, 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 yeah, we're picking our number one short to kind of champion the whole category, and we're basing it off of that one short, not the whole category. So Tyler picks umbrella as number three. Faison he's deep in thought. Oh, he's weighing many options. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll say my number. I'll say my number three. It's up. My number three, Soul. Oh, this is interesting. Already starting on very different lists. I like this. Number two, Soul. It's uh, Pixar shorts, specifically Burrow. Okay. Um, my number two is Blue Umbrella, and number one, uh, up. Tyler, up. I had to assume. And mine is Soul. Soul ended up actually being my favorite watch out of all this. Definitely not the first time I watched it, but the second time, it actually... The second time really lifted the film for me. Yeah, I think that maybe if I watch it a second time, I I would get it more. It's interesting. Like, I, I after... When I first watched it, I thought this was going to be, like, you know, fall probably into my number two. Because I, I watched this movie before I did anything else for the podcast. Yeah. Um, But it, it's kind of crazy to me how much a second watch of it really really lifted it for me yeah on, on just, uh, just based off first watch the messages didn't really sit well with me mm-hmm. maybe if i watch it again i'll understand it a little more maybe mm-hmm. one, yeah maybe i mean that's that's the way with it is. some movies i feel like there are certain things that have to be watched at a certain point in time yeah in order for to get like maximum effectiveness so like yeah. i've said i've not hit that place with up but i do yeah, think i think i, I, think I haven't hit that place with soul yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I, then I think that makes kind of that's kind of what makes film interesting. You can watch the same movie at three different points in your life and have three distinctly different emotional responses to it. Yep, I find that to be really unique about movies and TV in general. And yeah. that's something I really like to discuss with you guys, which is probably a core tenet of this podcast. It, it is the whole reason behind this. True, truthfully, is I like to talk to you people. Is <laughs> basically the reason we came up with this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically, and that's the bench. But, but wait, on that note, well, Tyler has something to say. We still we're, have... we're gonna do our Pixar rankings. Right yeah, now. I wasn't well, over to that, but Tyler. even before that, we still have the rankings for this guy's the director. Oh, because he, he also did uh, Up, he did Soul, Inside Out, and Monsters Inc. Ooh. I mean, we already know two of them. So Soul, Up, Inside. Okay. Yeah, Peter, uh, Doctor. All right. I guess I'll give. I guess we can give these lists like one person at a time, rather than try and keep track of four things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say my number one is Soul. My number two is Monsters Inc. My number three, I kind of want to watch Inside Out again. But you know what? Damn it, I remember really liking it. I'm going to give it to Inside Out, and I'm going to end it up. Wow, that's kind of surprising. I know. It's yeah. a, I, I mean, Inside mine's Out like, and Inside Out. I feel like mine's completely opposite. 
Okay, I'm interested. Let's so my one is going to be inside out. Uh, my two is going to be up. Where it was Monsters Inc. and what was the other one? Soul. Soul. Three is going to be Soul. Four is going to be Monsters Inc. Wow, I was not expecting Monsters Inc. to be that low on your ranking. My number one's up. Two is. Hmm. My, I'll, I'll give it to Monsters Inc. I'll give Monsters Inc. Second, Soul Third, Inside Out Fourth. This has been drastically different. <laughs> I don't know. Inside Out just really like clicked with me when I watched. I gotta it. watch it again just because I don't remember it as well as I'd like to. I remember liking it, but I don't remember. I I don't remember loving it. If we ever do Pixar Volume Two, we'll hit up Inside Out. Or you know what? There's probably a better, more vague. Ca- we can just have like a feelings category. We can figure yeah. it out. Yeah, we'll figure. Well, no, we'll do a uh, psychology category. It's Inside Out, Mind Hunter, and Mind Hunters and Sentinels. <laughs> yeah, but I like the juxtaposition. And now for the final, uh, final list. Top five uh, Pixar movies. Got a lot of lists. We're just fucking throwing lists at the wall today. We're like, it's New Year's. We're getting, one. we're getting it all the lists out. These are our New Year's resolutions to give you guys more lists. That's what you sure. want. This I, I was hard. I was going for the UN list, but all right. All right, top five. Uh, I can go first because I have mine literally in front of me with the Pixar tier list. Yeah, you bastard. You prepare for this. Of course I did. That's why I didn't let you guys. Uh, Number one, Coco. Number two, Toy Story 3. Number three, Incredibles. Number four, Ratatouille. And number five, Soul. I know, a little bit of an unconventional one there, but I like those movies. Soul beats out. You said Incredibles fourth or? Uh, Third. Okay. And Ratatouille fourth. Okay, so I think I got my top five. It's actually my number one is gonna be Coco. A gem. It number two is gonna be Toy Story three. A gem. Number three is gonna be Incredibles. I'm I'm actually gonna agree with you the first three. <laughs> okay. uh, my four I think is gonna be Inside Out. That's fair. I feel like that's fair. And then my fifth, I'm gonna go with Wally. Okay, so here here's my big hot take. I don't think I like Wally at all. I now I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it twice, and I think I need to see it a third time. I really do. But the first time I watched it in theaters, didn't do it for me. No, I watched it three times. I need to watch it. Maybe I need to watch it a fourth. I watched it in theaters, didn't do it for me. I watched it at home alone, didn't do it for me. I watched it with family, didn't do it for me. I don't know what are the conditions I need to watch. Oh, maybe film Finding like Nemo. It. My hot take. I think that one's overrated. Which one? Finding Nemo. Hmm. That's. I kind of have it like upper. upper I agree, upper it's overrated. I think people, people might think have it a bit too much. But. It's like, I mean, get a better hot. It's take, not the Tyler. best movie. It's a cold take. Like the greatest well, of all no, time, but it's really no, good. no, no. But compared to Pixar movies, that that that's always really high up. And they, it's. I mean, the reason they got a sequel is because people have been wanting it for so years, and the sequel came out and I wasn't good. That was actually that's my yeah, that might about be my. Dory. Brining Dory is my second least favorite Pixar film. Second. I really don't too. like Incredibles 2. No, Incredibles I really don't <laughs> like Incredibles 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did ruin a great franchise. Like, that movie upsets me genuinely. Like, I think I'll stick with I... my top five. No changes. So you ended on, What did you end on? Uh, it was the... Coco's one. Coco. Um, Coco, Toy Story, Toy Story Incredibles. 3, Incredibles. Inside Out. Inside Out. Holy shit, what did I put for five? I don't think you gave us a five. Wally. Oh yeah, Wally. That's right. That's what. That's why that happened. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at my list or what I think is my list, and I have 
six. So one of these nope, is going to be nope, a, no, 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 no. One of these elementary. elementary. One of them is oh, an elementary. Okay, okay. I don't know which it is yet. Okay. <laughs> okay well, for my honorable mention, I would, I want to throw in Ratatouille. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be uh, Bugs Life. That that's underrated. The thing is, I haven't I haven't seen a Bugs Life recently, so like I don't really remember it. I, I mean, I remember having strong feelings for it. Bugs Life is not going to crack the top five, but it's 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 close. It's understandable. It's all right, so my one, I think, is probably up. Wow, okay. Then is going to be uh, Ratatouille. Okay, I respect it. Okay, uh, Ratatouille second. Uh, it is going to be tough. Wally third. Cuddles hmm. fourth. And now this is the tough one. Yeah, Toy Story 2 as fifth. Toy Coco Story is, 2. Coco wow. is the honorable mention. Toy Story 2 is fifth. So you like Toy Story 2 more than 3? I think Toy Story 2 is my favorite one. That's respectable. I've definitely seen a lot of arguments for that, so yeah. I can understand it. I just I just definitely was surprised. I was surprised to see both Toy Story and Coco this late in the game. It, it's hard. It's it's hard, and I like I don't really blame you. Plus, I, I, plus you had time to fucking think about it, you bastard. Yeah, you had like true. two hours. Although I I do think that the only real change that happened was Soul got bumped up on my second watch because originally I think it was it was either Bugs Life or Monsters Inc that was up there. You had this done yesterday. Fighting. Oh yeah, I had this done like yesterday. Yeah, we had five minutes. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Put us all I, on the spot. I don't like to make it. Easy we like talked about it while we were prepping, and <laughs> like we start, and Chris was like, "Yeah, I got my whole list done already." <laughs> <laughs> I have every Pixar film ranked. Yeah, I have Wally and haven't seen because I want to give it one more shot just in case. Yeah, yeah I, it's been years since I've seen both Ratatouille and Wally, but I'm. Ratatouille I remember. Holds up. Well, yeah, holds no. up real well. It does. Yeah, so no, I, I've seen that like a couple of years ago, so I know the holds up. Wally, I know I love the opening to that because it's there's no dialogue for like thirty minutes and you get a whole story out of it. Yeah, I gotta give it another shot. I gotta get in the right mindset for it. I think. I think that way. I think. I think. I think I'm ready for Wally as a person. Maybe. I, I think. I don't know. Maybe I think that like the environmental message at that point in time felt really overdone because we've seen it in about a thousand different movies. And I'm not saying Ferngully did it better, but I also don't remember Ferngully very well, so I might as well. It does have <laughs> obviously the environmentalism, uh, like theme. Yeah, health environmentalism but, theme. I don't think it's... But I don't put that as the forefront of the movie. I put the forefront as Wally and Eve's relationship. Okay. You know what? You know what it might be? Holy shit. It's theme again. It's back. The like On the romance note. of the film. No, no. Romance <laughs> is not a theme, right? Like, you can't say, like, the romance between Wally and Eve is the theme of the movie. The theme of the movie is environmentalism, right? Well, okay. Like, let me rephrase that. Like, you know what I meant. Yeah, no, no. I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, like, I think maybe it's because I don't actually care for the theme of the movie that I don't like Wally. Could be. We found another time where yeah. it's a perfectly executed film, but I just can't. It's the theme again. God damn it. Theme strikes again. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to the R for you guys. First episode of 2021 for us. Uh, we got like three hours left. Last episode of 2020. Last episode filming. of 2020. Yeah. Thank God. Um, <laughs> it's over. It's, it's all over. finally over. It's over, and it took MF Doom at the last second. Well, um, announced that took MF Doom at the last second. It's been a long year. We're all very tired. 
Thank you yep. guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed having listening. five lists listening. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed having five lists thrown at you. <laughs> we have 15, li- 15 yeah. lists. Yeah, just endlessly. Um, Tyler, do the do do the do, do the stuff. Oh yeah, right. Shout outs. Oh my god, it sounded like you were clearing out. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Pilot G, SoundCloud slash Pilot dash G. Check him out. Hopefully, he'll get. He's getting more stuff in the new year, so look out for that if you're actually following him. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Amazon what else music. we got? Amazon um, Music. Google Play. Google, Google Play. Play. We are on Google Play. Uh, leave a review on whatever platform you're using, especially if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, because we can read those. Suggest a theme for an episode, and we'll try our best to get to it. Send we're it to very, me. Send it to Tyler on Twitter, at Tyler Zucker, at Twitter. I don't know what he what Twitter.com <laughs> slash Tyler Zucker. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that one. Um, leave us, yeah, leave a suggestion. We'll do what we can. We're not very organized, but we do our damn best. So, you know, maybe we'll get to it. We'll try. Um, and on that note, I hope you guys have a pretty great 2021. See ya. See ya.